Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Red Lion Pub in Chicago haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate the, those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. Wow. That was a lot to say at one time. You did it, though. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so um, we have some special guests. We do. It's not just us today. Yeah. So I, I'd like to welcome back Mondo. Hello. And Mondo. Mondo brought his <laughs> wife, Jeannie. Hi there. Hey, Yay. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jeannie? Well, I am called Halloween Jean, and I've been obsessed with Halloween since I was a kid. Um, I do a music and horror magazine in this area called Haunted Emporium Magazine. And the, the magazine has been inspiration that I pulled from a lot of haunted house owners that I've worked with over the years. Um, I love the design that goes into the haunted attraction industry and the creativeness. I also do a bit of writing like children's books and yeah, I dabble in everything. I'm a Music novice writing. medium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write about musicians, but yeah, but you, you definitely bring the Halloween cred. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're, you know, really thankful that you guys are on the podcast today. Oh, thanks, Be- thanks for, for having, having us. us. Especially because it's a Chicago episode and Mondo's our guy around Chicago. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about the Red Lion Pub. Uh, the Red Lion Pub um, has only been there for 39 years. Uh, it, which actually does seem surprising. It does. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was really surprised when I found that out. It opened up in 1984. But it's got a long history before that, mm-hmm. um, although the history is not easy to to get. I know what was there. I just don't know years and stuff like that. Okay. So We'll hold it against you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I mention, is this the place for me to mention, I have a personal connection yeah. to the Red Lion Pub because I went to college right by it. And I was there in the like 90s, 2000 time frame um, in college and after. And I hung out there all the time. Like it was just like a place you'd go and, you know, meet your friends, do my homework, (laughs) you know, right? I went to a lot of readings and like people reading from their books or, you know, shows, they would do those upstairs. Where you have to snap your fingers? No, not quite the beat poetry (laughs) of the uh, (laughs) 50s, I guess. Um, But yeah, but it was, it, it was a really great place and it's, it's, been kind of redesigned and reopened, and we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, but it's so you still were cool in the place. old red line, the old red line, the original, the OG red line. It gets confusing, it and does. we're going to try to make it less confusing. But also, we all went out to eat there uh, last week. So, um, what what was what was your thoughts when you were there? Uh, food was good. Yeah, I always rate the food. Yeah, see, well, it's you see important. any ghost? I did not. You didn't? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Jeannie, what about you? What were your impressions? It was super cozy. It was very intimate. The food was good, but yeah, I did not feel any energies there. Yeah. I was curious, though, like how the feel is to you, knowing that you went when it was the old building as opposed to the new. Very different. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about why that is. But yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's still cool. You know what I mean? It's still like a pub, but it's definitely a more modern, updated mm. feel, which is probably for the best for the business. You know, it's definitely become. And I, I got to say, there's like books place. everywhere. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that those are all real books, but I don't believe it. <laughs> well, or I just wonder, like, if you really looked at the titles, yeah. like, what would they be? <laughs> or if you, or if you, like, open it up, it's all blank pages or something. You know, that would be pretty hard. But the bar itself was built by um, the guy's father was yeah. actually one who was shot down in Britain. Yeah, Britain. yeah, we're gonna talk about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think the bar is the original bar. So that's at yeah. least something. Oh. But yeah, but it's a great place if you're in Chicago. It's in Lincoln Park, which is a really you know fun neighborhood. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on, and um, and it's right by the Biograph, good, so yeah. you mm-hmm. can um, take in your Dillinger moment. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Dillinger episode, we talk about it in there. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we we remember we all went on the tour, yeah. right, yeah. for that years ago. Um, and I, so I would just say it's like two haunted spots in one. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. 
So this is usually the spot where we would do a shout-out on uh, Ghostly. There are two ways to get a shout-out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, we always love those five-star reviews, but you will see today that we are going to read any and all reviews that we receive. And the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. We have a lot of different tiers for you to choose from. So, Rebecca, we did get a review Mm -hmm. um, from Diesel. Diesel? 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 Yeah. It was a four-star review, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to read that? Sure. Uh, The title of it is, Yeah, But What If? Uh, And he says, Pat, that seems to be your favorite saying when she, I assume me, uh, actually starts making sense of what's going on in a given situation. Yeah, well. (laughs) That's kind of your job, though. Yeah, I mean, that is my job. That's that's what I'm supposed to do. So I I thank you for your review. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, And I'm going to keep saying, yeah, but what if, though, (laughs) unfortunately. Oh, I'm sure people appreciate it. I also (laughs) just wanted to mention, um, definitely... um, Take a look at the Patreon. Um, if you go to um, ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon, um, we've got ad-free um, episodes on there. Yeah. And we have um, a live stream. Live stream yeah. So you can come and be on a live recording for Ghostly X and share your thoughts. Yeah, we have a lot of fun doing that. A lot of fun stuff. The going last on. one we did was on um, Krampus. Yep. So or yeah, Krampus or <laughs> yes, Krampus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, Bob After Dark. Yeah, and who doesn't want to listen to more Bob After Dark? So, um, if so, if you're not on Patreon, definitely check it out. All right, so I have an awesome listener mail. Yeah, and I'm excited. This is actually the reason we're doing the episode because we got this. This is li- not the reason we wanted to do this well, episode for a I, long, long time. Doing it now, like, it's, it well, is. It was the inspiration when we first started Ghostly. We had some places in Chicago that we wanted to do an episode on. This is. The one of the last of those that yeah. we oh, that we wanted to do the episode on definitely been on the list, but this inspired me to be like, we need to do it now because I yeah. want to be able to read this. So this is a guy, John Wegley, um, who is a writer, and I was actually in one of his plays. Oh, nice. Mm. I forget. Did you guys? I think you came to see the Nightshade that yes. I was yes. in. So this is uh, he wrote the play um, down there where oh. I was like calling to like. There was like the guy who was like downstairs. There was like a monster. I don't right. know. Anyways, I can't. It's, it was a few mm-hmm. years ago, but it was really fun. I love doing it. And um, that was, was a very awesome. fun show. Yeah. So and we'll be doing another one if you're in the Chicago area in February. I'm not going to be in it, but I did help select the plays yeah. for it. And it's nice. and it's love themed. It's, yes, it's love themed because it's February. Yeah. So mm. dark love. Nothing, nothing like yeah. love and nothing murder. Better. You know? And and John, <laughs> if best. you're listening, uh, please know that I fought very hard for your play to be in, but we do have to spread <laughs> the love around, so it, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but here's here's what he wrote. Um, Hi friends, I saw your post on Facebook asking for ghost stories, so I thought I'd send this. I used to do fiction readings at the Red Lion Pub, the most haunted bar in Chicago. My girlfriend would usually take pictures of me performing. In every photo, there's a white glowing blob on my shoulder. Usually, I was standing in front of windows that looked out on the patio, so we didn't think anything of it. It's just the glass reflecting her camera flash, right? But then we noticed the blob would show up anywhere and everywhere. The readings were taking place outside in the beer garden. A blob visits John. Inside against a blank wall, a blob visits John. Standing in front of the giant tree that grew through the deck with no flash on the camera, a blob visits John. This happened dozens of times over several years. Thanks. <laughs> wow. well, John yeah. has a lot of friends. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, John. Um, as I just want to say that we, you know, always appreciate hearing your stories on on here. And if you'd like to send us a story, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com. You know what? Can I comment on that one? Yeah, one second, though. There's one other way to do this is that (laughs) you can actually send us a ghost story in the actual mail at P.O. Box number 264, Mm. Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Yes. All right. What were you going to say? White blob on John's shoulder (laughs) makes John uneasy. (laughs) Oh, we got a Mondo song immediately. I love it. That's the best part. Wow. I hope you have a Red Lion one prepared. I don't. I got nothing. Just just go with it. We got to just see what you come up with. Well, John was a big help. That was an awesome story. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. 
Um, all right. So for the polls, yeah. Uh, last time we talked about Moon, the Moon River, River yeah. Brewery. Yes, we did. Unfortunately, we have to do these polls then, huh? I guess. So, yeah. um, so uh, we got yes was uh, 28.6. Whoa. And no, 71.4. Wow. I hope that's an indication of how this is going to be um, going <laughs> here, though. I feel like that was a really haunted place, but every floor had a different haunting story. But maybe that was too much for people. I don't know. You never know. I mean, um, I, I, you know, I personally didn't think it was haunted, though, just to just for the record. <laughs> and the overall rating, though, for the episode was 2.56. So pretty um, low. Pretty low. Yeah, pretty low. I mean, not it wasn't one of our big ones, I guess. Yeah. So, again, if you want to vote uh, on this episode, uh, please go to ghostlypodcast.com slash polls. Yeah, And absolutely. share what you think. Or if you're on Instagram, if you go to link in our bio, there'll be a quick link for you right there. All right. All right. So, I have a ghost story. Mm. Ooh. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. All right. You might, well, I don't know, Jeannie, if you heard this story when we were there, but, uh, uh, but I think Mondo, you might have, might have heard this a little bit. So, well, some of this you've heard. All right. Anyways, let's just get to it. Do you work in a haunted bar? I do. I didn't realize how often it would be something that would affect my work, but it's more than you might think. It's really just little things that happen. And if any of them happen on their own, I'd probably not think twice about it, but put them all together and it becomes a little harder to ignore. A small thing. I can no longer wear shoes with shoelaces to work. If I do, they become untied within minutes and I spend my whole shift tying my shoes. They don't do this outside of work, mind you. Another thing that happens when we're serving upstairs, we get pushed and things get knocked out of our hands. Not a lot, not enough that you can't work, but enough that it seems just like it can't be a coincidence. But here's the story that really cemented it for me. I was in early, just cleaning up and getting ready for the place to open. I was expecting a delivery in an hour. The back door was open. I hear a loud knocking coming from the back. I yelled out to just come in because it's open. I figured the delivery was just early. No one came in. I heard the loud knocking again. Again, I yelled, come on in. No one. So I headed back there thinking maybe they just couldn't hear me. Maybe it wasn't the regular delivery guy. As I got closer to the door, I heard the knocking again. It was loud. So I was a little annoyed when I opened the door, thinking someone was just ignoring me. I was shocked when I opened the door and no one was there. Nothing was there. It wasn't that someone left the delivery outside or anything. There was no truck. Nothing. The delivery guy did come when he was supposed to, and he confirmed that it was not him. I don't know what it was, but something was there. I hope it's not getting strong. All right, so I know where some of this story came from. Uh, this was um, the waitress told us this is what happened to the owner of the place. Right? Well, no. Well, first of all, what the shoes, right? We all heard the shoe story. Yeah. Right? With the shoelaces. That, that was from the waitress. The waitress, the waitress. Yeah. right? And then, right, the owner, this was the, the um, host. Yeah, the host, yeah. yeah. Told us the story about the owner with the knocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So we'll we'll come back to that and debate that. No, not okay. the, but if you want to debate the shoelaces, <laughs> but what if? <laughs> but yeah, what if? What if, the, what if? Yeah, we're gonna do that. Just save your what ifs. Uh, I'm gonna save them. I'm, I'm gonna save them all. Up. <laughs> nice. And we're gonna take a short break. And when we return, we're gonna get to the history. Facts. 
All right. It's time for the Pat Facts. Pat Facts. <laughs> All right. So um, John Cordwell was a native of London. Uh, he served in the British Royal Air Force and was a prisoner of war who participated in the failed Great Escape from a German war camp in 1944. Um, after the war, he studied to be an architect um, and that was in London, and then he worked in Minnesota before settling in Chicago. I did hear he was in Nigeria as well. Oh, hmm. interesting. But he settled in Chicago in the 1950s. Okay. Uh, he became a city planner in Chicago in the 60s. And John Cordwell was searching for a location to open an old-style English pub. And he wanted to stay in the Lincoln Park area in Chicago to open this pub. Pub. Um, he felt as if he knew the people that lived there and what they would like in a pub. Which, by the way, in the 60s, Lincoln Park was not what it was today. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, it was a little more rundown. Yeah. Right? It was a little, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like now it's like... Very expensive houses. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And John looked at every building in the stretch of Lincoln Avenue north of Wrightwood, uh, convinced he'd find the perfect spot. One location stood out, a three-flat building, but as he examined it, doubts arose. Uh, the layout wouldn't work, and the foot traffic was meager. Not enough life, he declared, so he moved on. The search continued, leading John to another promising site, just not close enough. He was frustrated, and he found himself sipping coffee in a French bakery near the Biograph Theater early one morning. Glancing across the street, he saw a for sale sign hanging above a bar named Dirty Dan's Western Saloon. <laughs> I love that. I do too, yeah. <laughs> Dirty Dan. And it was a fitting description. Uh, Smoke-filled, rat-infested, and grime-encrusted. <laughs> what a spaghetti dinner. Yeah, yeah spaghetti dinners. <laughs> All you can eat, you yeah. said, right? <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yet, it possessed an undeniable charm to, to John. All right. Now, Dan Danforth, uh, the owner, matched uh, his saloon's ambiance. <laughs> uh, an aging, whiskey-soaked figure with a missing tooth. He lacked any redeemable qualities, yet something clicked between them. A deal was struck, encompassing both the building and the business itself. Thus, the Red Lion Pub rose from the ashes of Dirty Dan's. The renovation of the former Dirty Dan's Western Salon took several months, revealing a hidden world beneath the grime. It seems the food at the Dirty Dan uh, was so notorious that even the rats succumbed to its dubious quality. <laughs> The cleanup process un unearthed a multitude of these unfortunate creatures, a testament to the building's previous state. Months of hard work accumulated in a remarkable transformation. Gone was the smoke-filled, rat-infested salon, replaced by a welcoming space reminiscent of a traditional English pub. On November 16, 1984, the doors opened to the Red Lions pub, ready to welcome a new era. Now, do you know, because I read that, you know, for a while it was um, a three flat. So there were like actually apartments yeah. on the yes. second and third floor. Yes. Do you know if during Dirty Dan's those were used as apartments or maybe it was before? I believe it was prior to. Um, I read a little bit about it, too. They were saying at the time Dillinger would frequent there. It was apartments upstairs and like. I guess a market, he would grab an apple before. I was saying, I read that there was a grocery store. Yes. Yeah. And that building was built, I believe, in nine years after the Chicago fire. Oh, yeah. It was, it was 1882. Okay. It was built. Um, yeah. So um, John Cordwell passed away, though, in February of 1999. And his son Colin took over the business through, even though there was other children and there was a lot of legal um, mm -hmm. fights and stuff. The building that the Red Lion Pub and Dirty Dan's is in today was built in 1882. It was previously um, a fruit and vegetable oh, store okay. and a bookie joint. <gasps> nice. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> in 2008, the Red Lion closed down. Five years later, the building was torn down and a new one and a half story building was built. The Red Lion lives again. There you right. go. Well, and I I read a thing. It just was talking about that Colin. It's still owned by Colin. Yeah, he's the one is, yeah. that rebuilt it, um, and that it took him all that time to really get through the paperwork. Because again, when a building has was built in 1882, they're not just going to let you tear that down. Like right. it was a lot of red tape for him to be able to tear that down and rebuild in that spot. So yeah. it took that him makes, all that time. 
Yeah. But it it does. It feels like a newer building, although it has this old feel to it too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's weird. Yeah. I had to. I was surprised that it was a new building yeah. because inside it looks very old. Mm-hmm. And where we sat and were eating, and I remember looking up and looking at they have windows for the loft area or second floor that look very old. And I think those are he those must be original. I, what I read was that the he kept the bar and then the beams. Oh. Those are the original beams. Oh wow. And yeah. I know that we're going to talk about the stained glass that has that his dad put in. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm guessing that's still there. Like why would you get rid of that yeah. if you didn't have to, right. you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, they they fooled me. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I will say that the outside of the place um, gives off a different vibe than the inside. It feels like it's closed. Like, it's very dark. <laughs> I, I will say, like, there was a moment when we pulled yeah. up. Yeah. We, we All of us were like, is this thing open? Yeah, like, yeah. you know. have to be adventurous to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it pays off. I had some good shepherd pie there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And root beer. And we had poutine. Yeah, was very poutine, good, so. yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, does anybody else have anything to add to the history? There were three recorded deaths that happened at the original building. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Would you want to share what you do remember? I know. I remember one was something with an. Was there an epileptic seizure? Seizure. There was. Okay. Yes. And if I remember correctly, they were all family members. Okay. Not at the same time, but, you know, they mm-hmm. passed away periodically. Yeah. Within. When it was like a residence. Yes. Right? So it's not necessarily... Well, the one might have been at the bar. I can't remember. It sounded but... like she was at the bar and she loved to wear a lot of lavender. Probably. Yeah. that. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about that one. Mm. But yeah. So there have been there have been people that have died in the, the old building. Yeah. So then the question that we're going to have to wrestle with today is can those spirits linger even though it's a different building? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if, what if Dillinger, John Dillinger, to ate yeah. his apple? And, yeah. You know, you figure if you want to, if you want to live a long life and rob banks, you need to eat an apple a day. I don't go. think, I don't think any of these ghosts are reminiscent of um, Dillinger, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've, I've only like saw a little bit about the ghost but from what i've read no, there's none no of them. there's no dillinger sorry ghost. but what if but what if what if there was a dillinger there there could be lingering in the basement yeah, yeah. you never know all right so we're going to take a short break and then when we return we're going to get to the debate back we're back it's time for a debate it is <laughs> it is uh and i was just i just was commenting to mondo because i kind of forget sometimes that like you've already heard mondo's voice several <laughs> times in this episode mm-hmm. live both live and recorded yeah because <laughs> yeah mondo does music. the mondo does the pat fax music mm-hmm. and he does the music um right before the ghost story absolutely Rebecca's ghost story um and uh, the guys will say pat fax is just the most catchy tune ever <laughs> anywhere we go live and we play that song yeah it's a hit That's awesome. <laughs> all right so uh you know now uh genie was starting to talk about this there's so many paranormal stories at you know this happens right there's so much to talk about and I can't uh, get to it all. <laughs> like it would just be this. We'd be here forever. Um, so I picked what I thought was kind of fun to talk about. Um, but if you want to learn more, you know, there's a lot of great articles and and things out there to uh, to read more. Um, so as I mentioned, this is a pub that I went to a lot in college and even afterwards. Um, again, it's more restauranty now, but it used to be a great place to hang out. Um, and I thought it was interesting that when we read the listener mail that John talked about doing readings yeah. there. 
totally possible that I heard him doing a reading there. But I just want to ask you, though, <laughs> did you ever have any ghost experiences there? So here's the thing. No. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, and the thing is, I would hear a lot of stories. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to start with the story that I heard a lot. Like, not just from, like, the people that worked there that would say, like, yes, this happened to me or, hey, be careful. Um, but also from people that I knew that claimed it happened to them or that they knew someone that it happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one that is similar to a story that we did from Moon we read from Moon River Brewing in the last episode, which is why I wanted to do it because it's kind of weird that it happened in both places, but it's about a ghost trapping women in the bathroom. Okay. So again, this is something that I'm not sure if it happens anymore because of the new building. I'm guessing that the manifestation might be different now, but it happened at least in the old um, version of it. And um, it was the, the ladies room on the second floor that you would sometimes get stuck like you could not you actually could not get out of the bathroom Mm. um they wouldn't they you know like you could try as much as you want but it wouldn't let you out and it could be for like five or ten minutes um before all of a sudden the door would open without a problem um and we don't know who the spirit is for this so there's several possibilities um there was a maybe dillinger (laughs) <laughs> there was a people assume it's a female spirit because there's a few female spirits that hang out there um there's so there was a psychic named mrs cordwell that like did um a reading there and so she is like the one that we kind of get a lot of our guesses as to what who the spirits are and related to the owner um i'm oh well, yeah, that's true i'm guessing it must be yeah, yeah. you're right mm. um and then um so the one um one that she talked about was a woman wearing t- 1920s clothing so sometimes that's speculated or the lavender woman which we'll talk about um is another possibility but anyways what do we think mondo and genie about these women getting trapped in the bathroom so you said it happened way back then, but right. not so much now. I, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily find any and, news stories. And, and, so. I just want to say, technically, we are asking about right now. We what are. Is the Red Lion. Right. That, that was the question. That is the question. Is the Red Lion haunted? But these are things that happened a lot. So well, Here's the thing. You said since they tore it down, they may have moved doors around. Right. They might have reconfigured it. So just to like cancel it out, maybe they put a broom closet where the women's washroom was. What so, if? Hey, if, what he, if they if put they a broom get locked, closet there? Yeah, if the brooms get locked in, locked in there, they're not going to complain. <laughs> and if Dillinger's looking for the lady in red, you know, he's not in a fighter. <laughs> so what do you think, Pat? Uh, I'm going to say no at all. This is uh, this is just made up um, because people wanted to be haunted you know, because it wasn't, it was a building that was around in 1882. So, and the old building was around for, you know, over, over a hundred years. So yeah, I'm just thinking they're just wanted to be haunted. I, again, I, this is of all of the stories and, and again, I, it's hard because it is a different building now. So, you know, it is what it is. I, but I just heard too many people tell me this story and have this happen to them and people yeah. that I knew. Really? So I can't, I can't dismiss it okay. as, as being so. Well, I'm going to go real. zero on this one. So. <laughs> and I think if ghosts are disgruntled because they can be, you know, if something tragic happened, they can still exist on different planes. Yeah. So um, for me, I would give it, uh, I give this one an eight just because I have to, because again, Mm, my personal experience. So that's probably higher than most people. I get that. All right. Mondo, where are you at? Well, she knew people that had this happen to them. But again, we are talking about now too. Not not then. We're talking about now. Well, I guess I'll say though, for me though, if there were, if we can prove that there were spirits that exist at this property that did exist at this property but the right? question we is are, though i know we're gonna get to the modern <laughs> ones but but in this question all i'm asking is do you think this did happen and then i'm I gonna build not. my case i do not <laughs> build my case so rebecca had me for then <laughs> but you have me for now <laughs> so, now and forever you split, oh. you split it <laughs> that's, that's a lot to ask pat i'll give it, I'll give it a four a okay four. okay 
Jeannie, how about you? Do you have a one? I'm going to go with a six or seven because I feel it's probable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jeannie knows. (laughs) Jeannie knows. (laughs) All right. Um, So this is interesting. I had not heard this story before and I just, it's too, it was just too good not to include. So in my research, um, the Red Lion was visited and explored by none other than the godfather of Chicago paranormal, mm-hmm. Richard T. Crow. T. Richard T. Crow. That's what I said. You said G. No, I said T. I may not have said it well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is the OG, though. So maybe that's where that was in there. Um, so in his book, Chicago's Street Guide to the Supernatural, um, he tells the story of hearing a blood-curdling scream coming be- uh, from behind a locked door upstairs. Now, one report I read said it was the women's bathroom, but none of the others said that. So I think they might have just said that because they were kind of connecting the stories. And why would it be locked too? So Right. Um, so regardless of which room it was, no one could get in the room. I, in fact, I think it was more like a broom closety kind of room is what mm-hmm. I like understood from the story. Um, so, but whatever, they were all investigating. They heard this horrible scream and they couldn't get in the room to see who was there. And it was so disturbing. They called the cops because they were like, somebody's in there. Like, this is horrible. When they broke open the door, no one there. Just supplies. (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of reminded me of the story that we heard. And again, we'll talk about that specific one later um, of hearing something and then you go and there's nothing there. Mm. So, um, but what do we think about this? Richard Crow, blood curdling scream, goes to look, nothing there. He is the OG. He is. Yeah. And That's he's it. also Mr. T. Jeannie, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, did you meet did you meet him? I, can't I remember. did not have the pleasure of meeting Mr. Crow, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. But I did I did enjoy a lot of his his material, so I'd say about a six. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Melinda? Well, it came from him. The police were called. Yeah. Something yeah. happened. Right. You know, enough, you know, to get somebody to make a phone call unless they were drunk. And, you know. <laughs> so, but I'll go with a seven. Okay. All right. So back then it was the three-story building. And, yes. Um, so what, if you look at the buildings around there, there were other three-story buildings there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it was just something from another, like, apartment. That wasn't, that was like next to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so what was your score then? Well, if I can come up with something that I feel is logical, I always go zero. So right. zero. All right. Again, it's the, it's the, it's the what if. I didn't say what if, though, <laughs> you but didn't. I'm just saying. But it's, but it's a fair point. It's a fair yeah. point. Um, I would say, but for me, I th- feel like, you know, they would know that it's like, oh, I just heard a scream from this room. Like, you know, I mean, sound can travel between buildings, but not necessarily that loud. I feel, feel like you would know it was coming from next door. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, so for me, it's a seven, oh. you know. Well, it brought up an interesting point. I was just wondering, maybe there was a vent mm. in the bathroom. Yeah, could be. That led down to the kitchen. Maybe somebody just dropped a plate of pasta on somebody or something, hot plate, yeah. and that person's yeah, like, you would, you would know about dropping pasta on people, Mondo. <gasps> Whatever do you mean? Uh-oh. <laughs> Mondo's dropped a plate of pasta on me before. Hey, it, it happens. <laughs> with the sauce or just with the With the pasta? sauce. Oh, yeah. All over. Great. I was wearing a white shirt, too. Yeah. He was the man in white. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. Thanks, Mondo. <laughs> Uh, so okay, zero. What did you say? Uh, seven. Seven. Jeannie, what did you say? You seven. said seven, and I said seven. There okay. You go. So all right, all right. So uh, next one. Um, so this is the one, Jeannie. I think that you mentioned. So one of the ghosts that's thought to haunt the pub is that of a young woman. Employees know when she, her spirit is present because they will notice the strong scent of lavender, yes. which will suddenly appear. Um, and here's the thing I will say about my research that was annoying with the lab woman uh, that smelled of lavender is they would uh, <laughs> a lot of the sources would call her a mentally challenged woman oh. because she didn't know when to stop putting <laughs> on the lavender perfume. And I'm like, okay, sometimes you just like to wear a lot of scent. It doesn't mean <laughs> that you have like a low IQ because a, you're wearing too much weird, lavender. 
That's a weird mental illness, too, just to keep putting perfume on. (laughs) Right. Like, they had no other, like, stories about her to, like, indicate why they Mm. considered her. But anyways, but she, I think, was somebody that lived in the building. So, again, that's where that's the second floor is, like, where a lot of things happen. Um, So, again, she's blamed for a lot of the paranormal activity that's reported. So, we talked about the bathroom. Again, could be her. Um, The other story is... um, that uh there's another story that i found um so this is um colin when he was like still the son yeah right um so john's son um was working downstairs in the bar one night and he heard a terrible crash on the second floor he went up the stairs to investigate and found a cricket bat that had been hanging on the walls a display had been thrown across the room no one that was alive was around up there to have done it. Like there wasn't any, because again, they didn't always use the second floor. It wasn't always open um, for people. And I don't even know if they were open for business yet um, at that point. But, and again, I don't know that it was the lavender woman there, you know, there's not really specific stories associated with her, just that the smell, Um, but you know, who knows? Maybe she was upset one day because they keep calling her mentally challenged. That's what I was thinking, too. Maybe she's very angry still about that. I love her imagination, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. So, Mondo, what do you think about the... I'm going back to the vent. You know, it was honest. Lab- well, oh. no, but it was, the, they found the bat. Like it was thrown. Oh, the bat, yeah. Well, the yeah, lavender. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay, the lab- so okay, you, you, split it up? you put a lot of things in this I one did, thing. I so, did. okay, let's go with the lavender first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going back to the vent yeah. that somebody probably watched him come in. They're on the first floor and they're like, look who just came in. And then mm-hmm. it's that guy that keeps calling people mentally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? I know what irritates me. They let him go upstairs, they go right to that vent and. <laughs> Start pumping mm. the lavender out. Next thing you know, he's a, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he he complains and moans for a little bit, but then you know he hightails it out of there. <laughs> but uh, no, well, what do we? Let, so yeah, let's go with that though. Like, so would you feel like that's paranormal to like have a scent that will you know be something people smell? Yeah, you know what that. First part was the joke part, but the mm-hmm. second part is I always hear about lavender and smells mm-hmm. and ghosts and stuff like that. So I'm sorry, man, but you mm. got me again. Rebecca. I know, <laughs> I know, right? And then the cricket, but that, that's, yeah, for sure. They heard a crash. Listen, I'm, Go upstairs. It's flown across the room yep. with no explanation. Haunted. Yeah. That's what do you what think, Jeannie? Well, I believe that she's family. So to me, if she passed away in that building, she is likely still there. And I love her love for flowers. She just wants to be surrounded and surround everybody well, else with that. Why is she family? Um, I believe she's one of the three people documented oh, okay. who have passed the, away in that passed building. Away. Okay. In the old building, I gotcha. should say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's not necessarily family with the Cordwells. She's family with the somebody building. else. In that the is building. correct. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. All right. What do you think? Um, okay. So I'm going to say that um, I used to know somebody that was a heavy smoker. A woman, a heavy smoker, but she, when she would um, come back in from smoking a cigarette, she would spray either rose or lavender scent mm, on her. Interesting. Given, um, you know, the situation with um, that, people would have been smoking all in there, so it wouldn't have mattered. But I, I, I think it's like a perfumish kind of thing. Interesting. Um, so maybe they had a patron. Maybe a patron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and as I said, all it has to do is make some kind of logical sense to me to beat a ghost story. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm going to go. So I feel like if that was the case, though, like they would recognize like, oh, whenever so and so comes in, we smell the lavender. And they might and they might have and chose not to say that. Mm, interesting. Now, what do you think about the cricket bat? OK, from? so we want to go with the cricket bat then. So what do you think, Mondo, first? Uh, so. Rating of the cricket bat? No, no, no. Oh. Just, just like, what What are your thoughts on? The oh. rating comes later. So. Yeah, no, the cricket bat, if nobody was up there, either somebody was playing a joke and threw it across the room, mm-hmm. or, hey, man, it's on it, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeannie, what do you think about the cricket bat? There's somebody angry upstairs, so. Yeah. There, there is a yeah. story. That and the, is the question. Yeah. there. I, I heard one. Past. Yeah, there is one story of, like, two guys that got into a bar fight, but I didn't necessarily put a lot of 
stock in that. Yeah. So. Well, for me, in order to be able to um, tell more about the cricket bat, I would need to know when it was put up, when it came down, mm. and how uh, well it was secured. Mm-hmm. Because like a truck coming by could lodge something off a wall if it's not secured properly. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how secured it was. So I have no way of knowing then. What's well, it? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry about that. I was going to say too. It it does make sense about the timing. Like, was it done at something super random, or was there a synchronicity behind the timing as well? Mm, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, Pat, it reminds me. First of all, did you smell lavender when we were at Bluff City Cemetery? Yes, yes, I did. So Pat mm-hmm. has experienced mm. the creepy lavender yeah. smell with no lavender sources around. Nope. And number two... But it was springtime, though, I think, so... No, it was fall, because oh, was it, fall? it was okay. before um, Fringe. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then um, the other is the uh, flying cricket bat reminds me of your, of your the flying cell phone oh at the God. Roth house. <laughs> different, We're going to still keep talking about this. Different story, huh? different story. All right, so uh, my rating for this is going to give it... Um, I'm going to give it a seven. The lavender, you know, that's always a little bit like, you know, it's a smell. Like, yes, I don't know, but, you know, I haven't smelled it myself. Um, but the cricket Batman. The cricket bat. That the cricket seems Batman. Pretty, yeah. He's a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Mondo, what do you think? What's your rating for this? Uh, I think I'm also going to go with a seven. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. But mm-hmm. I also have to question you. Know, once again, maybe it was the guy. That smelled like lavender. That was in there complaining. It's like, yeah, hey, somebody in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, smells like sweet hey, lavender that I love hey, so man. much. <laughs> it's you, man. It's you. <laughs> but Jean- I'll go seven. All right, Jeannie, how about you? I'm going to go with an eight. I'm yeah. starting to wonder if this building has angrier ghosts, like poltergeist kind of activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's All definitely right. stories of that. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to go one because I can't I, I don't know enough information about the cricket bat. Okay. If I knew more information about the cricket bat, uh, logically, I I'm gonna say that it's probably like a truck went by, and dislodged it from the wall. Okay. It wasn't secured well enough. So. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> okay. So next story. So after renovating the second floor, John uh, Cordwell, the first. Red Lion owner, right? That's the guy who bought the building and did all that. And he took his time. Like they didn't necessarily um, use the second floor right away. So that was something that he worked on while they were uh, had the first floor open. Um, and he put a beautiful stained glass window over the stairway to the second floor mm. um, and had a memorial plaque underneath it. And I didn't, I for, I didn't look to see if that was still there. But my guess is there's some. It's something somewhere in the building still, just because it would be his. his this would be his grandfather, the current owner. Um, but anyways, he did. No, it'd the, be the father. Well, this is John we're talking about. So yeah, John, so Colin was his son. Right. So this Colin is currently Colin's, owns the place. Right. So the current owner, this okay. is his grandfather. This okay. was a memorial gotcha. to his grandfather. Gotcha. Um, so I guess because he died in England and he has no headstone on his grave back in England. So they put this up as a memorial. Um, who His father was an artist. Um, so after doing this, there were some manifestations that started to happen. So basically, like John said, the current, the owner at that time, Colin's dad, um, he felt that the window would be like something that would really make his dad happy because, um, he had told John that he would come back and visit him after he died because the father believed there was a spirit world. Um, so John Cordwell, when he was alive, his pianist and other people experienced a friendly tap on the shoulder when there was no one behind them. So there's two things. So that's one. Maybe we'll stop there and then we'll talk about the second thing. So after they put that that up, there were two things that people started to experience, one of them being this like mysterious tap on the shoulder. Has anyone experienced a mysterious tap on the shoulder? No. And you turn around, no one's there. No, it was always somebody hiding close by. <laughs> so what do we think? So multiple people reported this. Sounds interesting. I would like to hear the next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll wait to do the ratings, I guess, until we do both of the, the stories. Uh, I'm going to say that um, I think this is all just people because uh, it's all people that were close to to John. Right. So I think it's 
I think mm. we have a tough time with grieving. Mm. And I think it's their way of saying, hey, he's still around. Yeah. But I don't think he is. Mm, interesting. Okay. Well, the other thing is that John claims that his father suffered from dizziness um, near the end of his life. So this is back in England, right? Um, and that because of that, he passed, he kind of like people in the, the in the pub would experience this. So when they would go by the stained glass window, all of a sudden they would have dizzy spells. So at the end of the upstairs bar, right by the stairs is the exact spot where people have this like experience of dizziness. Now, again, this is back in the old building when, and I don't know, I haven't read anything to know if it still happens now, if it's still there. But. So, so they would go up a flight of stairs and they get to the top and all of a sudden it's like, Whoo! Or be at the or be at the top of the stairs to come down and feel it. So yeah, looking down, it's a long way down, man. It's mm-hmm. room starts spinning. and a bar, you know. Yep. Yeah. So and a possible angry ghost up there. <laughs> <laughs> then the stained glass might be getting light from outside, possibly. It was because I guess you know he's claiming anyways it didn't happen before the stained glass was put in place. So yeah, so it's getting light from outside could be reflecting some crazy lights and yeah well i mean we already talked about the white light that your friend john yes um had had experienced so i i think it's possible there is a lot of light coming in from the outside even though it looks super dark on the outside (laughs) um but also um you know john experiencing the dizziness could have been something that led to his demise Ooh. yeah something that you know was was a symptom of his ultimate death, you know. So well, I know, and again, I only read this in like one or two places, so I didn't want to put it in here. But John also claimed that was it Dirty Dan? What was his name? <laughs> Dirty Dan. Dirty yeah. Dan yeah. pushed yeah. him down the, the angry Dan. spirit of Dirty Dan pushed him down the <laughs> stairs once. But maybe Dan, it's the, Dan Dan's fourth. There. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, is this real? Is he real? But he no, was real. No, it's not. None of this is real. It's all- <laughs> well, the name, you know. But um, but maybe if he was, if he had like dizziness, maybe that's what caused him to yeah, fall down the stairs. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Not the well, but also, owner. also, it could be very steep stairs. You know, it could be that he was drinking. They were yeah, like old could, feeling stairs, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of different possibilities. Mm-hmm. So uh, as far as ratings go, yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to go zero on this one because logically these other things make more sense than mm-hmm. anything else. So What do you think, Mondo? I'm actually going to go pretty low too because, you know, it of everything that I mentioned, you're at the top of the stairs. Yeah, people are drinking. There's light that could be coming in. There could be a lot of reasons that, you know, people were dizzy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go six. That's low. I'll probably just go with a two. Okay. Two, okay. Jeannie, how about you? I'm going to go with a five. I'm not sure that I believe that people get dizzy mm-hmm. by a ghost at the top of the stairs, but I do believe that, and I read another story that is not PG rated about John's father touching people um, after he has passed. Oh, interesting. And I, I kind of believe that if people are close enough with somebody after they pass that they can experience, mm-hmm. you know, manifestations or touching. So hmm. the five goes towards yeah. those stories. I'm, I'm with you on that too. I'm actually more inclined with the tapping, you know, than mm. the dizziness. So okay. I'm going to go five as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We are we are getting close to the end, everybody. Mm-hmm. I promise. <laughs> All right. So last one, a little bit more of a modern story. Um, so uh, again, we did talk about, you know, we already talked about this in the ghost story. And so here it is. Time to talk about the host told us the story of the phantom knocking. Right. This is a story that the host claim was told to him by Colin, the current owner in the current building that he heard that that knocking and there was no one there when he was waiting for a delivery. So I'm not going to read the story again. <laughs> we, we, we remember. So so what do we think about that story? Um, I would be pretty yeah. tripped out. That would be pretty right? freaky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I, why would the owner share it with the people that... The employees, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, if it didn't happen or he didn't feel it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so that's pretty freaky. I think that's kind of believe it, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Well, so <laughs> what if? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, 
I think for some reason, when we asked the people there, we asked two two people, the waitress, mm-hmm. and she said she had no ghost stories, even though she said about the tying of the shoes thing. So that to me could be a lot of different things. I mean, I've, I've had certain shoes that just come untied all the time. She did not say that it doesn't happen outside she the place. She did say that. She's, I did not hear her say I that. I heard her say that. So I'm going to go with what I heard because I, I talked to her and she did not say that. Um, but also, uh, it's just kind of funny that um, the host didn't have anything, but everybody has stories that the owner told them. So I'm going to say that the owner has a vested interest in this. Keeping the Red Lion a haunted pub makes more traffic come in. So, Colin, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what's your rating then? Oh, I, we're gonna go ratings right away. <laughs> well, they, they, oh, okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did we skip you guys? What did you? What do you guys think? I, I have I a feeling I already know what his rating. No, no, no. Be. That's okay. I'm sorry, what, Mondo. What do, what do you think about this one? He had me at the. He's right. You know. The, yeah. The owner. You yeah, said it was creepy. No, you did talk about it, right? You <laughs> said it was creepy. Yeah. yeah, both of them did say that though. They were like, "Oh yeah, nothing happened to me, but check with the owner. He'll tell you all kinds of stuff." Well, yeah. the but no, well yes, but the woman did have her shoe story. <laughs> Which I don't think is much of a story, tell you the truth. I mean, shoes come untied sometimes. Or you it know. could be a mischievous I think spirit. it could be a mischievous Or it thing. could be no spirit at all. I mean, that's just what I'm going to go at. So I'm going to go zero on this one. So. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I'm going to say uh, for this one, I'm going to give it a six. I feel all like right. um, it seems like it seems similar to other stories that people tell. And um, yeah. Definitely seems like a um, there's even though the building is different, there's still, I think, some spiritual energy that's hanging out there that could do some of these little little things. I agree, too. I'm going to go with a seven on that one. Yeah, I'm in the middle. So I'll I'll go five. Okay. All right. So um, what would be your overall rating then of this? So um, overall, all the stories that you've heard today. Mm-hmm. And just the stories that you heard today, not like going into other other things. I mean, we this is the evidence that we have right in front of us. So use that evidence to um, score something. Okay. Hey, who uh, who do you want to start let's, with? Let's go Mondo first. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess. Com- I guess it's a five. Okay. So. Oh. You had some low. You had some high. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, Jeannie. Jeannie. I'm gonna go with an eight. I believe that although there's slight probable cause, like maybe the owner was tired that night and jump into conclusions, it's it's likely there's some spirits there. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a seven. Seven. I'd like to do the eight, but I feel like I was a little lower on some some things. So um, I do think it's I I definitely think it was haunted. I think it's it is likely that there is still some stuff happening there, but I think it's less than it was because of the building change. Right. I'm going to go one on okay. this one oh. because I, I gave one one. So and, right. and we can't go point anything. So I'm going to have to go one, <laughs> average it up. All right. uh, so that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. Rebecca is unfortunately going to time most of us here. Um, but um, and you don't have to use your whole time. Yeah. Um, Just but you can't. Your you final know. thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts on what it is. So, um, who would like to go first? Uh, I could go first. All right. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, is the Red Lion Pub haunted? So, I'm in the middle because you do have some things that um, came from the owner, and you have other interesting stories that I'm have gone throughout the years uh like the lavender and you know the um what is the um cricket cricket, um Mm -hmm. things like that so you know then the stained glass there's quite a bit i mean usually it's it could just be down to like one or two different things but this actually has quite a few stories and then it had history before that where a lot of people died and different things happened so um, I would have to say it's probably, or it's possible that it's haunted, but not definitely haunted. Okay. All right. All right. Just about time. Perfect. Jeannie, you want to try going second here? Sure. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Sorry, am I... Uh... I could time you. Okay. So, you ready? Sure. All right, go. So, the area itself, of course, is known for its dubious, um, <laughs> its shady characters that existed, and a lot of people have likely died in that area, maybe even in that building. You know, if it was a bookie station, I'm sure that mm. people crossed others. And materials are said to... Uh, transmit energy so if the original beams were brought over in the same glass from mm-hmm. the original building it, it could be probable you know that some of the spirits existence have come over maybe they just don't know that they need to leave now all right there you go. all right rebecca you ready i am ready all right and go so i love having genie here it's been fantastic. Uh, and uh, no, and I thank you for saying that because I think that's exactly where my mind has been that, no, you know, it is a different building. So you have to say that. However, there are things from the original building. Mondo was mentioning the glass. Um, I know for sure that I, you know, the beams and the bar um, are the same. You know, I read that from like an opening article for it. Um, so I do think that it was absolutely super haunted when it was the original building. And I do think that there are some residual hauntings still happening today, maybe more diminished, more kind of poltergeisty kind of stuff with like the knocking and the shoes and that kind of thing. Um, But definitely still haunted. All right. All right. Are you ready, Mr. Patrick? I am ready, yeah. Okay, and go. So all the evidence presented today was of the former location except for one bit of evidence, and that was something that we all experienced by talking to the staff and um, hearing stories of the owner. These are stories that are coming from somebody else to somebody else, so we get that um, We get that where it's not always going to be exactly as um, what actually happens. So, you know, I don't know. It, and shoes t- un- un- untying doesn't seem like enough ev- evidence to prove that there is a ghost. When we have to think about physics and science in- involved in this, so logic has to take some kind of precedent o- over, over our want and over our desire for ghost. That's all I'm saying is that we want it to be haunted and it's not. There you go. Well, you know what? Uh, you, Pat, you're standing strong today. I am. You have yeah. three people here. <laughs> but and what if? Pre- <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm sure your skeptics appreciate it. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Uh, we do have some VIP patrons that we consider our producers um and we'd like to name them andrew alicia becky kim ta ernie cindy kevin nicole jessica alice aaron hope and candy and on the next episode of ghostly we're going to be talking about something this is going to be really cool so excited we're going to be talking about walt disney himself the man the man the myth the legend Is is his head still frozen someplace? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to find all that out right after Christmas on December 27th uh, for those that celebrate Christmas. Um, but also it is the holiday spirit. It's it's holiday times. It's Yule. It's Kwanzaa. It's Hanukkah. It's the new year. The new year. Uh, I mean, there's a, a bunch of, of other stuff. And for us skeptics, it's it's just winter (laughs) (laughs) turning of the turning of the 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 clocks the the clocks the sun is is gonna start uh, visiting us more there you go there you go um any last things uh thank you so much mondo and Ginny for being here anything you you want to uh promote or share or mondo what do you got going on yeah you're doing a lot of videos um actually and some music too yeah uh how about a song i recently wrote a song uh, that I put on YouTube and iTunes uh, called Resurrection Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Perfect. We just and did our Resurrection Revisited episode, which was fantastic with was. Anthony Claro. You, if you haven't <laughs> listened, please listen and then go listen to Mondo's song on YouTube, you said, right? Yes. Where can they find it on YouTube? What's uh, it under? Look, the name is Bella Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, B E L A Cruella. Okay. They're named after my. It's named after my cats, and it's Aww. Bella Cruella, Resurrection Mary. Okay, nice, nice. Very good. All right, Jeannie, what do you got going on? 
I did the artwork for the single Resurrection yep. Mary. Nice. Oh, awesome. Doing... It's amazing. And it's pictured on there too. Ooh. Cool. I am doing some um, additional artwork for some of Amando's other musical projects. Nice. I am currently recording a podcast for the magazine, and we will release an issue of the magazine prior to Christmas. <gasps> nice. Cool. Awesome. So you wow. said uh, it's, it's Haunted Emporium, Halloween Emporium. I'm sorry. No, no worries. HauntedEmporiumMagazine.com. There you go. I don't know why I doubted myself nice. there for a moment. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, because it's Halloween it's a lot Jean, to say. Yes. but then it's haunted in more. So it, it used yeah. to be Halloween Jean, but it was it's quirky where people can forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye. Bye.